0: buttons and pulling triggers, this is Gun Funny.
1: Welcome to Gun Funny, episode 39. Today we're going to chat with Sven and Kristen from Manicore Arms about last week's NRA annual meeting, make a prank call about a lost wallet, and talk about goat guns. Today's panel is Sean Heron and I'm Ava Flanell
2: And... Did anyone here get sick after the NRA annual meetings?
1: I did not. I'm good.
2: I'm good.
3: Like three days after, yeah. I guess. Oh, spends the week oh, asleep. I don't I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh are Everybody you feeling on a
3: diet and so am I. <laughs> uh, I I'm i like that. can I get that
4: diet <laughs> the uh involuntary I wanna, extreme weight loss program
3: That's <laughs> right, right. It involves a lot of Gatorade rice and laying on the couch watching Bob Ross when you're in a bad mood
2: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds actually kind of fun I'm not going to lie Sounds yeah. like yeah
3: it actually sounds Way like a vacation asleep. for me on Bob Ross bang you're out <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, I've never even tried that I'm going to I'm going to try it next but first we need to actually hear about something that doesn't make me sleepy, and that is Manicore Arms.
1: I think that they should do their own ads. I
2: completely agree. I
1: mean, I know we're getting paid and everything, but uh...
3: you know, I <laughs> always do the ads when I'm doing our podcast. So, uh, Kristen, why don't, you, uh, why don't you why uh, don't you dial it up here and uh, tell us about Manicore Arms, your experiences with the company, and what products we have that are new.
4: Like, how personal can we get with this?
1: Oh, extremely. Just
4: kidding. Well...
1: (laughs) I'm all about that personality.
4: (laughs) Um, You know, if you want your gun to look awesome, feel awesome, be functional, and basically better than what you originally got it, then you need to get Manicor Arms products. Um, manicure Arms, we make products for the AR, Scorpion, Bren, Tavor, X95, AK, I said AR, right? Yeah. And I think that's it for now. So, uh, but yeah, if you basically want to make the gun look cooler and feel better and function better, then Manicor Arms is the way to go.
1: And uh, what if somebody doesn't want to pay full price?
4: Well, I have heard that there is a coupon code and it is gunfunny15 for 15% off.
2: Very nice. And also, I would like to say that I call Manticore stuff like comfort products to make your guns more comfortable, like the Tavor Curve Butt Pad, the uh, Safety Throw Selector for the Scorpion Evo. Those things just make them better, uh, in my opinion, and my opinion is law.
4: Sweet. You know what I tell people um, when they come to like NRA show and stuff? So they'll come up to the Tavor, and I'll ask them, do you have a Tavor? Yeah. Do you have any of our products? And they'll say no. And then I tell them, why don't you shoulder that because it's going to change your life. And then they shoulder it, and then
2: they all want a butt pad.
3: So it's pretty cool. Nice. We're uh, we're the comfort product, so we're like the the Cracker Barrel of the road trip.
2: I right? oh, I love Cracker Barrel. I love Cracker
4: Didn't Barrel.
1: Didn't you say that oh, in the last show so. that that Manicor is like the, cra- the Cracker Barrel of
2: uh? <laughs> we did actually. We talked yeah. about it for a while, and then we were like, "I love Cracker Barrel."
1: Yeah, and then I was like, "I'm so hungry. <laughs> Their French toast <laughs> is amazing." It,
2: it definitely is. All right, let's get into the show.
0: Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry.
1: So we thought that it would be a good idea to have you guys on because we saw you at the NRA annual meeting and uh, and just kind of recap on all of the things that we saw, things that we liked, um, experienced, you know, all of that. So Sean, why don't you start?
2: Uh, let's see. What am I? What am I talking about? Stuff that I liked.
1: Um, whatever you want to, whatever topic you want to talk about first. Actually, uh, you know what? First of all, let's talk about. So it, it took place in Dallas. Yeah. And Ugh. Dallas is uh, a city that, you know, I uh, sometimes I think it'd be nice to live in Texas. I don't know about Dallas though.
4: I agree. Um, driving around in Dallas was a complete and utter nightmare. I. I've driven in LA. I've driven from LA to San Diego. I've driven in New Jersey. I've driven in San Francisco. I've driven in Chicago. I've driven in Atlanta. I will not do Dallas again. It was awful. Absolutely awful.
3: And and just so everybody knows, Kristen is the one that usually you like when we get we get a company like minivan or big vehicle we can carry everybody in. She does all the driving. I. It just kind of works out that way because usually <laughs> I'm there and too crabby to do it. I'm yelling at them. You be quiet in the back, you kids. Hey, you're that right. Happened once, didn't it? I yelled at them. To yeah, shut you up. did. We
4: yelled at everyone to silence everything because um, Ellis was listening to a video of his nieces, and it's just that little kid screechy voice on video. I'm like, He's like, shut up! Just shut up!
2: <laughs> kids. kids are the worst.
1: Yeah. So, agree. <laughs> Sean, I'm sure can can agree with that because. He did not tell us to shut up. Instead, we figured we would try to push it to the max and, and be uh, as loud as possible. We played like uh, bluegrass, and Jeremy, mm-hmm. uh, who's like a six eight giant, was in the back, and he's just most of the time we're all drunk, and yeah, it was it was pretty uh pretty crazy. And then Sean's driving, and the GPS it's the worst GPS ever because Horrible. you cross a bridge or. It, for some reason, thinks that you're on the service road when you're actually on the highway. So it's like, make a left, but you're like, there is no left turn to make. So we just Mm -hmm. constantly, I mean, we, we definitely toured the city. I mean, I don't think there's one part of the city (laughs) that we have not seen. No, And that's how I know I don't want to move there. Even the
2: scary parts, like legit driving down the street and there's just like a homeless camp and we're driving through it and people are looking at us like the, the balls on these mother.
1: Right. The windows are down. We're blaring bluegrass. (laughs) We Jeremy's did. in the back with his cowboy hat.
2: Yeah, we, we actually did do that. We were going through Skid Row, blasting bluegrass music. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> Nobody got yeah,
4: hurt. We had no music in the car, and Anders was starting to say things like, yeah, we'll get there in three goddamits, because I'm just screaming in the car the whole time driving just <laughs> Yelling and cursing because I've had to turn around three or four times, and well, like you, I had the same problem with the GPS. It was thinking I was on the surface road that was underneath the freeway. Yeah, and then I'll make a right turn. I'm like, that would take me off the the overpass. That's not a good idea. Like, well, it, it was like
3: you can tell they've done so much construction and road work there that like there's exit numbers that don't exist anymore, even on a current GPS. We had that happen where it was telling us to take exit something C and there it just doesn't exist. There was another one where it it literally was telling us to take a road exit that wasn't there and it would have plunged us off the edge of a bridge. <laughs> okay, well. it's uh I'm something. mad, not depressed.
2: My favorite <laughs> situation, and it happened over and over and over again, is it would tell, tell me to get off on an exit. So I would get off on the exit, but then that exit branched into three additional exits that took you in crazy right. different places. So I would get off the exit The GPS would retriangulate my position to figure out what the next step is and make sure that I did it correctly. And then, right as soon as I would be way too far past the point of no return, it -hmm. would tell me take that exit that I had just basically missed. And then I would miss it, and then would retriangulate and then take me two miles out of my way to a turnaround.
3: Right, that's true. I I was there. Goddamn it, point. So yeah,
4: (laughs) It It, it was so angry.
2: It was the worst place I've ever driven. And I've driven in all the big cities, too. It was yeah. by far the worst. Um, I will
4: drive in Atlanta again before I drive in Dallas.
2: Oh, yeah. Atlanta, nothing compared to Dallas. Atlanta's busy. Yeah. I will say that in Dallas... There was no traffic. There was like, I was never right. like stuck in a traffic jam. The roads are awful, and I think that's just because everyone is confused. Um, but <laughs> never in a traffic jam. People mm-hmm. go where we they're were, going.
4: We were going back to the airport, and all of a sudden we're coming up, and there's like seven overpasses, all like interlocking and moving and Sven just we just come up and Sven goes what the hell is this go, I don't know it's Dallas
3: <laughs> yeah so they keep stacking them on top of each other and I don't know what they're doing so totally agree all right they well I know what they're doing let's Dr. uh Dallas you're
2: drunk <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so were we while we were there um moving on to the next thing since I figure we'll just get some negative stuff out of the way uh Adam Kraut uh ran for the 76th uh Seat on the NRA board of directors after losing in the general election, um, got sixty some thousand votes in that one and lost by about thirty thousand. Um, so here's the thing: I was generally, I did not expect him to lose that seventy six seat. I expected him to gain it easily because the people we stopped to talk to, they were all like, "Yes, all Adam crowd all the way." It seemed like most of the big content creators out there were were voting for him. We even volunteered and like passed out flyers and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we made we a funny video
4: at our booth too um, and we were talking I had talked to one person because they had asked about him they said oh what why should I vote for him and I said well you know other than he's part of our generation now he's going to help bring in younger the younger crowd because you know that's the generation we got to be talking about and talking to and I said the other thing too is he wants to implement term limits for uh, board members and the guy stops me he goes you had me at term limits and picks up the card and walks away
3: Nice. He, um, he actually, uh, he Kraut only lost the um, general election by I think it was like thirty eight hundred votes for one of the seats. It was very little. He came in third. Like there was a first loser, second loser, and third loser, but he was only separated by those other two people by like three hundred votes. It was in the big picture, he actually didn't lose by very much, and you know. The, I think in the 76th seat, they said it was like 68 or 70 votes again that mm-hmm. he, he missed it by out of thousands. So mm-hmm. it's it sucks because he's so close. You know, he's like right on that edge but just can't quite get the rest of the way. I just don't
1: understand how he did not get that position because...
3: We have
4: a theory.
1: Okay, go
3: ahead. We do? We,
4: yeah, we had talked about it. The NRA basically bust people in to pad their numbers and vote. Uh, We had also heard from someone too that during the uh, NRA, was it the Board of Directors meeting before or whatever, not the board, it was something like this.
3: Busing thing, but yeah, the Board of Directors meeting, they said there are people, the enemy from within, there are people trying to get elected that haven't been nominated by the board and every. I mean, there's only one guy, it's Adam Kraut, was the only one that was that guy. So it seems that they use that as a rallying point to get additional votes. And, you know, we don't have any proof, but it certainly seemed like their guy who won the seventy-six seat, there was a lot of electioneering going on near the polling area, not in, within. They weren't breaking the rules or anything, but it would not surprise me if there was a phone campaign or you know, yeah. well, they definitely didn't want Adam in because it mm-hmm. means they're losing control.
2: There were people passing out hard. flyers for the guy that won mm-hmm. wearing NRA Board of Directors name tags. Yeah. Uh, like literally existing members of the Board of Directors passing out flyers for another person. I'm like, and I talked to Adam about this. I was just like, at least take off the name tags. I mean, yeah. that's just so tacky. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree.
2: The people but, that that we know and uh, they, they did not campaign in there. They felt like it was... Uh, reproachable and did not do so.
3: The uh, You know, I got a theory here about the NRA. Well, it's probably less than a theory and based a bit on knowledge. Uh, I'll just say it out. I'm sure 20 years from now when we've been expelled from all their events, it'll come back to haunt us. But uh, the NRA is a profit-making organization that is okay with wearing the cape of civil rights organization, but they're not a civil rights organization that's a convenient marketing point for them and that's how they get people to join up but at the end of the day the people in charge Wayne LaPierre Ackerman McQueen who's the marketing company that he's got in there that gets lots of money that they can't track um, you know the Marion Hammers all these people who've been on the board for years this is a money-making organization and they don't want to lose that they don't want people like adam kraut or whoever they want people outsiders getting in that aren't part of the system because ultimately it might pull up the tarp and expose the cockroaches underneath it might it might actually there might be some real hard questions to answer about what's going on um you know and it's this isn't the first time this has happened back in 97 back in 77 the same thing where you know jeff knox was involved and it it was obvious what it is. And right now they're in the fight of their lives as the NRA because Wayne LaPierre at some point is going to be too old or he'll pass away and the reins will hand over to someone else. And at this point, if there's a small but vocal minority, they might be able to usurp that power and then turn the organization back into what most of us think it is or want it to be, which is a civil rights organization.
2: Yeah. Ava, do you mind if I go off on a brief soliloquy? Mm-mm, go for it. So here's my thoughts on this, and I don't disagree with anything you said. I agree with I agree with probably all of it, mm-hmm. but I, I'm coming at this from a different angle. I'm thinking, okay, great. Yeah, they, they could they bust people in. Could they make phone calls to people? Did the board, current existing board members, do something that I thought was tacky? Even though it's not necessarily against the rules, absolutely, all those things possible. But what I'm thinking is, us as new media, like we know, new media can sell products to consumers and things like that. We've we've seen the results. We we know that that happens. But as new media content creators, are we overestimating our reach and our ability to effectively advocate for political change? So I start to wonder that because I'm like, based on what I saw, what I know, who I know, who I talked to, there was no way Adam Kraut was going to lose. But then he does Uh, again for the fourth time in two years. And, you know, that that's got to be painful. It's a lot of work for him. I totally understand. I know it's stressful. So, the new the new media content creators like who are we talking to? Well, these days we're talking to a lot of people that say, you know, hashtag not my NRA, and uh, I didn't renew my NRA membership because I'm unhappy with them, and so on and so activists? forth. Yeah, and these are the people. These are the people that we reach. These are they're the people that we go after. But you know, what if we're what if we're reaching the wrong people, and that audience isn't as strong as we think it is? I know the people that hear this. Uh, you know, they say, "Look, I, I do what I need to. I call, I make calls, I mail, I go to rallies and things like that." But when we see people like Oliver North being appointed as the president of the NRA, and we see Ackerman McQueen and Marion Hammer doing all their, uh, you know, scare tactics and just the the that goes on there, and it being successful, and them raising a lot of money using those tactics, and then we see people like uh, like Adam Kraut that we just cannot get on the board no matter how hard we try. I think when we put all these things together that maybe this hashtag not my NRA and uh, letting memberships lapse and things like that, we've created our own hole. We've created our own thing. Yeah, the NRA is not reaching out to this new next generation of gun owners. I totally agree. And I think they're not doing it because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them to do so. They are a fundraising organization. They are a lobbying organization. They need money to go to Washington. They need money to fight all these bills. People want them to fight more bills, but without the money to do so, they can only pick and choose which battles they actually fight. So maybe instead of saying not my NRA, we actually join, we actually donate to the ILA, which is the legislative action uh, branch and committee, and it does all their political stuff and their lobbying and stuff like that. But maybe by actually taking part and being a bigger part of the NRA will actually increase our footprint because as it stands, you know, my grandpa would love Oliver North and I don't. I hate it, but my grandpa is probably also going to write them a check for a thousand dollars and I'm not. I think maybe I need to change that.
3: You make a good point, because I think the people who watch, the people who follow new media, the people who listen to podcasts, the people who watch YouTube, those are the people that are 40 and under. You know, Realistically, you're talking there's a generation that never has known media without the Internet, 20-somethings. Those aren't the people who can cut $1,000 checks. It's the guys who are 65, retired, retired have disposable income that are cutting the checks to NRA. So who's the NRA going to market to? Are they going to market to the people who don't have money? And maybe the organization will inevitably change as time goes on. It will change based on the people who join it. And whether that's people age into the marketing they do, you know, and they're the people who do the marketing at Ackerman McQueen or wherever, you know, that's involved in the NRA, they're going to change too, as time goes on. But I think we're seeing the, uh, maybe it's kind of traditional with every business where the people in charge are often 10 or 15 years behind the current trend because they never experienced it.
2: Yeah. Now, and not to belabor the point, I have one final thing and then we'll move on is I looked at voting, um, voting statistics, just to see who was voting, not not in the NRA, but in, in actual presidential elections and things like that. And look, it's 45 to 75. That's the biggest block. That's the biggest block of people that get that, get out there and vote. So for the NRA to, you know, get Oliver North, who is probably um, very familiar to that group of people, that makes sense for them to use these FUD scare tactics. You know, that, unfortunately, that is what that generation responds to. So while we want them to be more about us, maybe we need to get more involved to make them about us.
3: Yeah. Well, Kristen, you you didn't know who Oliver North was, right?
4: No. So we were in the car and uh, we were in the car getting driven back to the house after we landed the airport and, um, Anders had mentioned that Oliver North was the president. And I said, yeah, I saw that, but I said, I don't know who he is. And Anders got started getting really mad at me. And I was like, I, sorry, like, I don't know who that is. So then, um, so I kind of yelled at him to like not be so mad but then I looked it up online and I realized that all this stuff that happened during with Oliver North was in the early 80s I was born in 85 like this is not something that was taught in my school also California education so that had something to do with it too but
2: um
4: this is not the kind of thing that was taught in my school it's not the kind of thing that I followed as a toddler like It just wasn't a thing on my radar. And by the time all the dust settled, it was never, I I was, you know, it wasn't, wouldn't be anything that I would actively look up and be interested in.
3: Right. The, the Iran Contra scandal that where Oliver North kind of got involved and that's where his name came from was two years before Kristen was born. So to expect her to know about something like that, which is, it was a big deal at the time. I remember being young and I'm a little older than Kristen, but not a ton. You know, I, I was a very young kid still. I knew his name and I knew enough to look it up, but expecting somebody to know what was, you know, it'd be like talking about the hostage crisis in Iran.
2: Yeah, he definitely. Even
3: I don't really remember that. That was before my time. Right. I I've heard of it, but most people wouldn't remember it. So he, he was
2: definitely not elected to cater to this newer generation of gunners. <laughs> that's for sure. And good talk, guys. But we definitely I would rather talk about some cool stuff now.
3: So now that we've so, dashed cool. the NRA, we should talk about their show.
2: <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> I'm
1: like, well, what cool stuff. (laughs) Right? Well, let's talk about... How about the products that you guys saw? Exactly. Uh, We saw... um, Let's see. I'll I'll go first. Uh, One of the favorite products that I saw, favorite companies, is... uh, I think they're fairly new. It's L2D Combat. And, um, you know, right now it's trending to build your own Glock and such. But a lot of times I'll see just flaws with uh, with a lot of these products that people are coming up with or like the stippling. Like I'm so OCD that when somebody does stippling, I see just, yeah, it kind of looks like a disaster to me. I
2: have zero stippled guns.
1: Yeah, same, because I don't want them ruined. <laughs> um, so anyways, I've, I've been following this company on Instagram for a while, and I finally got to see their stuff in person, and I'm like in love. I want to have them on the show. I already sent out an email today, but they are making some really nice stuff, and... Unlike a lot of these other people making custom Glocks, they're actually making all of their stuff. When we talked to them, I think the only thing that they that is factory used is still the slide lock.
2: Mm-hmm. But like that's not even a part you can really yeah. customize. It's the most simple one function part on the entire Was there firearm. anything
1: else that he said other than the slide lock? They're making their own triggers. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, I think there was another part, maybe one of the That's the what I'm thinking. Blocks. There was like
1: one other small part that oh. they are not making in-house.
2: Well, they're, they're not making the frame, but they are customizing it heavily. But yeah, otherwise, I mean, just really, really nice stuff. Really aesthetically pleasing.
1: Mm-hmm. What was your favorite?
2: Oh, that's that's really tough. Uh, saw a lot of cool stuff. Um, Manticore arms, uh, sub-gun, field rig, field gear, chest rig. <laughs> that was actually pretty cool. I happened to be there when someone came by, and he was like, "Oh, this is this is awesome. This is what I've always wanted."
3: You know, we know those guys if you want to want to hook up. So uh,
2: the L two D guys.
3: No, 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 the manacle guys. Oh yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> those guys.
2: No, so like I don't know. It, it's really tough. There was some fun stuff that I saw. Um, I I did actually kind of like the uh, the Magpul bipod for hundred and eight dollars. Um. Didn't get to mess with it a whole lot, but it seemed like a, a decent quality thing for a low cost because that's my biggest reason that I don't have like an Atlas or anything um, just because they're really super expensive. So to see Magpul come out with those is pretty cool. Uh Let's see. All right.
1: You know what? You only get one turn. All right. That, that's Kristen. There. What did you see that you loved?
4: You know, I we don't get as much time to wander the booths. So a lot of the times is you're. Kind of go through like okay, well, who do I want to go see? So you mark them up and you know go see him. But um, for me, I always love going to the Savoie leather. Uh, I actually I have a keychain of theirs. I do not actually have a holster, but um, they gave me this, which is which obviously you guys can't see. But anyways, it's Jurassic Park keychain. <laughs> nice. And it's got the raptor on it and everything, and it's red. Um, and then it has what they call they actually call it Dino. Uh, like a dino print on the back which is really kind of like an alligator
2: oh nice uh,
4: yeah so anyway so it kind of has that like dinosaur skin look if you will uh, but I've always loved their products I find them to be like really neat unique uh, it's just it's cool like they, they just do something different with leather which is I like it I think mm-hmm. it's kind of cool they use colors they do prints they can do custom stuff um so all that good stuff but uh, anyways i always enjoy going there and I just once again i was just pleased to go there see what they had and then just reaffirm that i really do need to get a holster from them so uh but yeah this was the first
1: time that i saw their products because uh I was saying that I needed a holster for my 1911, and Sean said that he had a bunch, and he was all, yeah, I have the, uh, is it Savoy? Savoy. Okay. It it took me forever. I was all Savoy, 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 you know. They Uh, they
3: actually make keychains that have the pronunciation. Like, it's a dictionary definition of how to pronounce it on it that they hand out to people who get it wrong.
1: Nice. Yeah, definitely. So So I did see their products for the first time in person, and there's just so much craftsmanship that goes into their products, and it was, it was definitely impressive. I'm not a huge fan of leather holsters, but um, another person that I recently just – actually today I think I sent out emails, uh, and I'm going to have them on the show because they do – I mean, it's just that, like I said, the craftsmanship is just – it's beautiful.
4: It is. It's true artwork is what mm-hmm. it is, and it's not the same old – oh, look, it's a light tan leather holster, or it's a black leather holster, which, I mean, those are nice, but having the individuality that comes from Savoie is really nice, and I I enjoy them greatly, and they are well-made, everything's, you know, it's hand-done, they're not done by machines, uh, he trains all his artists, and it's pretty cool, so I dig it.
2: Nice. What about you, Sven?
3: Um... You know, of all the stuff I saw, it really was uh, the Holosun sites. They've got some new models out, and they're the guys that make the sites that have um, the—they'll run on battery, but they also have a um, uh, solar solar panel on it, and it'll it'll charge up a capacitor that'll run it for four to six hours. So if your battery dies, you've still got a site. Um, And man, I'll tell you what—when they came out a couple of years ago, I was thinking, ah, it's just another cheap chinese-made site and i don't know if they're actually made in china but that's kind of you know the impression you get of optics is either they're cheap chinese-made junk or um quality optics. but we have a couple here in the shop and the newer models are coming out with they're really paying attention um one of them actually is i think it's the h e or ht 512 um it's got a big titanium hood on it, and the it's, it's just amazing. The battery door. One of the complaints they had gotten from people or comments people had said is, "Oh, I wish I didn't have to use a screwdriver to open up the battery compartment and replace it." So now they've got like a little QD lock lever to open it up, and it just pops open, so you can replace it real easy. They're really paying attention to what the market wants. They're bringing it in at price points, whereas um, you know EOTech and Aimpoint seem to creep ever higher to the. $1000 and beyond market and they've actually tried to keep everything, you know, $500 and and to $300 in that range um and I'm really sold, you know, having used their stuff on what they're doing. They even do lasers too, which I wasn't aware of. So,
2: yeah. I'm really excited to see their 507, which is their uh Oh, the pistol. Yeah, the red yeah. dot pistol sight with like the trigicon reticle.
3: And it I think it mounts the same same pattern as a uh a, a trigicon RMR, well, they said, like yeah. the same bolt pattern, so that and and same footprint, so it'll fit on the exact same slide cuts. Which I think that's smart of them. Um, we don't need like ten different ways that an optic mounts. If you're gonna have a hard mount, it's it's a good move.
2: So, mm-hmm. oh, I thought of my I thought of the project or the product that I was most excited about. Oh, sorry, we already moved on. All right, that's.
3: Fine. <laughs> I, I gotta say, uh, you know, and I know we had kind of a when you work an event um you know everything we had said earlier is a little bit on the the negative side and you just experience that you know we talk about the nra politics i gotta say the venue itself um compared to atlanta especially the dallas uh the parking was rough because of the other parking decks was closed but the building itself was really nice it was basically a big rectangle it was easy to find everything I never had any problems with lines for bathrooms and the food, there was always food. It wasn't like these crazy lines. So I got to say overall that as having worked there as a vendor, um, it was really easy to walk to hollow or any of these other guys. It was really well laid out and overall we really enjoyed the event. Like yeah. it was, it was cool.
2: So it is but- huge. Yeah, it is. It was big, but I did like that it was all in, like, one room, so it was pretty easy to find stuff, and the, the aisles were marked well, so I guess it was the easiest to navigate inside. They had to make up for the horrifying cluster F that was on the outside.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, Let's talk about the, uh, the gun collective panel.
2: Oh, well, can real quick before we do that and this will literally take 10 seconds because that's basically all the effect it had on the event was the protests there was like a dozen people (laughs) and they laid down in front and
3: literally dozens Alyssa Milano was there in a no nra t-shirt i mean that if that isn't newsworthy yeah (laughs) Uh,
2: it's (laughs) oliver north's wife
3: it's funny because the um uh, the new yorker had this article about the stark contrast of of nra and the protesters and you know, all of their pictures are in black and white and they took every picture they could find of a young kid playing with a gun and all the pictures of the protesters were like low angles looking up. So the crowd looked huge
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and there was literally like, what?
2: 20 people, something like
3: that. And they were moved them away because they just they were in the way. So So it's
2: funny because I I brought all of our camera gear because I specifically was going to go out on the street with our mic and just like walk up and talk to protesters and stuff. And literally never even got the camera gear out of the car because it was so lackadaisical. Anyway, I just wanted to briefly mention that Ava, what were you saying about the the gun collective panel?
1: Well, um, so I wanted to bring that up. We attended. You were actually on the panel.
2: What, what? Yep, representing.
1: Around ladies, at. Thank you. That's what I was wondering. Apparently, I mean, John was there. apparently,
3: Johnny was there. He counts, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. Some of these, some of the guys on there were a little feminine, so I guess that counts. But
2: all I did was bully Johnny all night.
1: Okay. That's you what you you're thought. Mean. I was like, cool, Sean, say something, you know, intelligent.
2: And I was all Johnny's a loser.
1: Yep. Basically. Um, yeah. Good. I got to say I was a little disappointed. Um, I guess they originally they were planning on having a a female from what is it? Paul, Paul and
2: Pollard Tactical and we were actually told that she would rather get drunk than be on the panel.
1: Yeah, we were told by the guy uh, maybe her boyfriend, whoever the other guy was Yeah, from, I think it was. Um, cuz I was like I was like w- wasn't there supposed to be a female and he was all, "Yeah, well, you know, she'd rather get drunk in America than, you know, than be on the panel." So I don't know who knows, and then another person said that she was actually sick. So who knows what really happened? But I uh, I think that you know for for us to always preach that like the NRA they're doing it wrong and they're constantly you know just sort of uh, representing you know like the fuds in the industry. I think that people in the industry are also doing it wrong because. You know, obviously, like women are making up, you know, they're becoming like the going owners of today. Um, so I was really the panel represented. It was all male, all white. And it kind of represented sort of the NRA. We had some white Just, Europe,
2: white Europeans on the panel.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, you make a good point because, I mean, what you're saying, I mean, they asked the one girl. Uh, there's a lot of women in the industry. There's They could have they could have asked more than just one in general like they didn't approach you you've got your own podcast you've been in the industry you own your own business you teach people um and then you know even some of the uh,
1: there's a lot of women
4: out there shooters out exactly there as well yeah. like and, that would have been great too
3: and even though we teaser uh, american gun chick was at mm. our table i mean she's mm. part of the industry I, yeah i know we <laughs> I know. people who watch her and she is still part of the industry so as much as we may joke about the way she does it it's still a segment of the industry you know um
1: yeah well, i mean we wanted like, somebody know, to represent women want, well I'll take that back. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well but i mean that's the thing is they approached one female
3: yeah no.
4: there's a lot of them out there. Whether you agree with their practices or not, there's still a lot of them out there.
3: Okay. The the only other thing I would say about the panel, it's too big for what the format is. There's just too many people on it. Yeah. Um, And I think what you end up with is, like, the guys from Pullen Art Tactical, I don't think English is their first language, so they're not always the ones to jump in.
1: And there was three of them, too. Like, why couldn't you just send one person from that company?
3: And you get some of the stronger personalities want to speak at every question, which, which is you know what some people do um but then you end up with some people like sean wedged way at the end doesn't get a lot of speaking time or, I, or whatever
2: I, I talked quite a bit but you are right that there was well, i mean tim harmson military on channel him and eric they they wanted to jump in pretty much on every question uh i know mr guns and Gear, mr guns and Gear and i kind of eyeballed each other a couple times when we, w- when we would go to talk and someone else would jump in but hey that's like Big panel, you got You got to be able to jump in. I want to get back to. There's,
1: them. there's also it was the same people from last year. I mean, with the exception of Johnny and
2: no, the Whitey from Four Guys Guns wasn't there. They added Johnny. They but added it Poehler, was still
1: a lot of the same people, and it's like there's just there is still a lot of other people in the industry that would be Mixed a up good up. representation.
2: Yeah, but it's it's not just a, a panel representation of the industry. It's people who John likes and can, knows he can trust and, and considers know part of his I don't know uh, click I guess that's that's,
1: and that's the thing so it was clicky just like the NRA
3: yeah I think I was gonna say that I think that's what Ava's driving at here is that we have to be careful because I think I think the gun collective panel was an excellent example of what we would like the NRA to be that the younger generation everybody was there everybody was really into it i don't know nobody looked bored you know mm-hmm. like everybody was really interested in what was going on in the discussions and there were some good questions but the nra it's it's almost a younger microcosm of what it might be which is it's people who all like each other it becomes a bit cliquish and they don't want to let anybody else new into it and you got to be careful not become that because then you just are what we don't like about the NRA we we just become a mirror of it you know just a Absolutely. different facet of it
2: yep so i mean i, I have a couple of things to say about that a i don't want to tell john who he can have on his panel i think that whoever john picks for that panel i'm fine with whether i agree with it whether i like him cuz there are people on the panel i don't like but it, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to tell him who to have on his panel. I do agree that we need female representation and possibly even. Well, what like, about
1: black people?
2: Right. Exactly. I mean, that was my next point because we
1: yeah. were talking about this too. Like, okay, well, who would be a good representation Tony for African Americans? Tony yeah. Simon, Kevin Which Dixie. I, yeah. We we were naming off quite a few, and, it and was I'm easy. like, there would be, yeah. you know, who,
3: Noir, right? Voda. Eh.
1: Well, I don't think he would even <laughs> go on the panel. But can I just say, getting a picture with Colleen Noir like made my whole weekend
3: really
4: it's awesome so- yeah
1: i just i i can't get enough of that guy i think he represents the community so well and i know that he's restricted on what he can say and what he can do and he actually gave me his phone number and i'm going to try to get him on the show but i heard that's really hard um but that actually just made my weekend because i've looked up to him for a few years now so getting the picture with him was just a lot of kind of like the highlight
2: yeah. So all right, it was easy to, it was easy to think of African American or black people that, that would be excellent panelists. That, that was pretty easy. But then I was like, okay well, let's think of women. Obviously I'm biased. I've got a really easy suggestion sitting right next to me. But when I think outside of that and, and I was like, okay well, what do we want on the panel? Someone who is, you know forward enough to basically interject in a, in a panel full of big personalities and big mouths. Uh, so someone who's going to be bold enough to do that, someone who's intelligent on politics, and has strong, well thought out opinions on these things. Someone who knows guns and is, has well st- strong, well thought out opinions on those. And and again, besides the obvious person sitting right next to me, I was trying to think, and I had a, I, I could not honestly come up with anyone else. I was like Julie Gallaud, but she's probably a little big for that. Um, she's probably not going to sit on the panel. She's really well known, obviously. So I think that I, I'm just I just don't see her being there. But like, who else?
1: Well, there was that girl that I recommended. Her name's Sarah Cade. I mm. don't know her that well, but she's outspoken. She's actually liberal, yeah, but liberal she's gunner. into guns. Definitely. And she seems to be outspoken.
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Um, I don't know.
3: Boy, that's a tough one. Like, I'd love to... Tough. Knowing... Oh, I'm sorry, what?
4: No, I disagree. It is tough, because I was trying to think of someone, too. Like, even if it was someone who's a professional shooter, but if you're looking for someone who's got a big personality, maybe... That's not right. what they do. They're just like I know, a really good professional shooter.
1: Yeah, like there's like, some women like, that just shoot park. and they don't get involved too much into the political aspects of things.
3: Right. I was going to say, like, I'd like to see Lola Strange because I've talked to her before and she seems very...
1: She's intelligent. You know,
3: she's usually behind the camera mm-hmm. for, yeah. for shows, but having heard her talk, she seems very well-educated. Yeah. But I think you, you run into that problem again where it's like she doesn't have the face time where a lot of people would recognize her. And and you yeah you make a good point there. It's not a. She definitely she it.
1: seems to be the brains of the operation though. Oh she like Hank's the face <laughs> Hank, and Lola is definitely the brain. Hank
2: admits that freely all the time. He said so, he knows yeah. he couldn't do it without her. Yeah. But yeah, that's that that's my problem. Like I'm like yeah, we need women. But there on the are panel.
1: still there's still options out
2: there. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying there are. It's just a little I think bit that it difficult.
1: just it needs to be. I don't know. I, uh, I I in that aspect I was a little disappointed.
2: It was a fun panel, uh,
1: and I was also disappointed that the NRA was not brought up once, dude. Right? Like a lot of the questions, I'm like, dude, come on! Like, can you ask? Can you ask these people like your questions on Facebook? They weren't really great questions. Yeah. So there I, were so many better questions that here you have this panel of these amazing people, and the questions. Sometimes I'm like, really? Yeah. That's a lot what you of it just was,
3: was a five minute hero worship as opposed to a yeah question. It's yeah. Like, okay, that was nice, but.
2: Well, and the worst part is, is I did hours of studying and research before because I, I figured that Military Arms Channel and those guys would be up there talking about how NRA is the devil, not my NRA, not real activists, all that stuff. So I, I was like, I'm going to provide the counterpoint. I, I'll probably get booed and I'm OK with that because I just don't think that you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, I, I figured out exactly how the NRA actually helped, uh, what membership, what membership dues went to. Like I did a lot of work on that and not one person at an event where the NRA uninvited this panel from right. it and how everyone is doing protests and buying shirts and all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> and not one person asked about the NRA. And that, that also tells me that maybe we're a little bit disconnected. Maybe people don't really care about that as much as we want to think that they should.
3: Well, I think it's summed up by something I said recently. Outrage is easy. Actual work is hard. You know, like nobody wants to, it's easy to wear a shirt that says not real activists or to post post F the NRA, you know, F Eddie coolers. Nobody gives a damn. Is The truth is most people don't want to do more than post while they're walking around on Facebook. Yeah. It just, I hate to say it, but you look at the voting numbers at the NRA, there's, what, 5 million members? And, like, well, it's got to be over half a million can vote. And the top winner of votes had 80,000 votes. I mean, that's that's less than 20%. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. even know how many voting members there are because it's what life life members and five years or more, but people talk big, but nobody really wants to take action most of the time because it's inconvenient. It takes work.
2: Yeah. I I would have thought that the NRA questions would have been coming hot and fast, but they weren't. Uh, All right. Cool guys. Excellent discussion. Uh, Let's talk real quick about our next advertiser. And Ava, who is that?
1: It's our friend's Matador Arms. It's like the other Manticore Arms, Uh, but they're on the other side. Canadian division. Yes.
2: (laughs) Uh, What did you want to talk about?
1: Uh, Let's see what to talk about. I don't know. Uh, Let's talk about some of their SKS stuff.
2: Yeah. I so want to get another SKS so bad. I actually do have one of these Sabertooth chassis that that they build, and I really just need to go get one uh, because they're going to go up in price. Even more than they already have, I think. So, mm-hmm. here in the United States, I want to go get another SKS and put the chassis on it. I like the chassis. It's well built. I, I've handled it quite a bit.
1: It's um, aluminum, too. Mm-hmm. Which some of the stuff that we've seen out there is like just crap. Very flimsy. Those plastic chassis. Yes, that's exactly what I was just thinking. I'm like, I don't want to like name drop, but um, so yeah, this, these are aluminum. Looks really well made. I actually have not touched one yet, but I think we're going to get an SKS. Gunfunny is going to get an SKS just so that we can mess with all these products because uh, SKS's I guess are really really big in Canada and uh, so and they make majority of their products are are for the SKS and the one
2: I shot was super accurate 762 by 39 I loved it you can go to matadorarms.com and Ava what's the coupon code
1: it is gunfunny10 and that gets you 10% off and this prank call is sponsored by Matador Arms. <phone rings>
0: It's time for Prank Cause with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey!
2: Good morning. How may I help you? Uh, yes, hello. Do you have a lost and found? Uh, for... Uh, yeah, yes, ma'am. I, I went to the NRA uh, booth, uh, well, not the booth, but your booth at the NRA meetings, and uh, I, went, oh. I went to see that delightful young Jewish man, Yechudah Uh just, just uh. wonderful. But I, I think that I left my wallet in the booth, and uh, I just wondered if you had a, a lost and found.
4: Oh,
0: well, we're in state.
2: Well, no, you were just uh. in Texas. I saw you there.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Um, well, I can <laughs> ask, but I don't think we have a wallet here with us. So, how would, um, how
2: would my wallet get to Washington?
0: Well, you're you're calling us. <laughs> we're in.
2: But I saw Washington. you at the NRA meetings in Dallas. Uh,
0: well, this is the <laughs> phone number. <laughs>
2: right. So, uh, I, I don't have the booth phone number in Dallas. Oh uh,
0: yeah. Um. We're, well, we're all kind of here now, so I I don't think they mentioned anything about a wallet
2: oh very interesting I uh, my, I guess my next question is it had twenty dollars in it and it would be great if I could get that back do you think that you'll be able to send it to me
0: I I don't think we have it is but I can I can write down your information and see if uh, any of the guys found a wallet over there in Dallas but um, I mean I don't think we're the really right people to call uh, uh. Well, I, ca- I, I called think the N- they I have call- a wallet over there because we're, we're all here I-,
2: I called so the NRA traveled to Dallas well I called the NRA and they said to call you because I was in your booth when it disappeared so are you saying that you don't have my money
0: I don't believe so <laughs> but I will write down the information and ask the guys if they found a wallet but I do not think we do because they never mentioned anything
2: about that I- is yehuda there could I talk to him please
0: um I don't believe he is here as of yet, but I can um, I can write down your information. And we can give you a call back. And I'll just kind of ask around about it.
2: Do you think that maybe I should call the convention center or something? Because I, yeah, I, don't... I
0: believe so. Because uh, I don't know if we have a wallet here. Because I did not hear of anything like that. So yeah, if, if just... it's the lost, the I would be there. I just because so, we're we're over here state so i don't think we'd bring a wallet all the way over here
2: well i would hope not because that would be theft and crossing state lines and it would just be bad right. for everybody yeah because <laughs> yeah I,
0: I would yeah i would try the convention
4: center uh, there
2: okay thank you so much i will call them
4: <laughs> okay, have a great day. Yeah, you
2: too, audience loves it
4: oh my god you you me such a lifeline you're like well how would i call the convention center it's like yes Please call them. I know, because I was
2: like, I don't want to give her my information because I can never think of it. I'm like, my name is Malcolm uh, uh, spick and span because I'm like looking at a bottle of window cleaner over there. Uh, yeah, that was, I, I think she got paid by the amount of time she said the organization name.
1: I know, right? I'm know. like, why does she have it's to keep like saying ton. it?
2: Because then I was like, I got to bleep all this out.
1: Yeah, I'm like, here, listen to this prank call. Bleep, beep, 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 beep. I'm all somebody honking their horn?
2: Yeah, what's going on? Is this my hot meter?
1: somebody mad.
2: (laughs) All right, let's uh, move into the next segment. Tactic Talk.
0: Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now.
1: So I recently got these uh, these cool little mini replicas of these guns. They're called Go Guns. And uh, they send them to you in this little package and you assemble them and they basically operate very similar to uh real guns. Yeah, they- obviously they don't shoot, but they have like little working mechanisms on them that uh that simulate a real gun.
2: Yeah, the actions are generally uh pretty well simulated.
1: Mhm. So we got uh god, they sent me like 12. 12. Yeah, they sent me 12 of them. Uh, I just got three more. So I think I have actually every one of them now. But when I received them, which was on a Saturday, we spent the entire day in the office putting them together. And well, not the entire day, but probably half a day because it was just addicting. Like once you put one together, you want to put the other ones. And it was just it was a lot of fun. Uh, they're really easy to assemble for the most part. Um, they're affordable. They're affordable. They range from like I don't know forty to fifty dollars, and I would say size wise they're about I don't know what would you say, Sean? Like seven inches?
2: They're one eighth the scale, okay. whatever that happens to be.
3: Okay, that's great. Sean's probably not a good. I,
2: I know. I was like I choice. was like,
1: don't ask a guy for the you he, know the measurements.
2: They're at least twelve inches, <laughs> I'm sure.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> that's funny because they look like six.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they all oh, right, whatever.
3: <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I, I saw when you posted the link to those. Those are amazing. How did I not hear about these before?
1: I know. They have the AUG, too. And that's how I know what an AUG is, that you guys, because you make parts for the AUG. And I actually don't, I don't have any experience. I've never shot an AUG before. And so uh, when we got, there was like three of them in in the box that we put together. And I was like, man, these are really cool. Now I need an (laughs) AUG.
3: Kristen, if you're thinking of an anniversary present, you know, go guns. It's okay, Aww. but
4: you're not gonna be here for our anniversary, so. Well,
3: neither are you. All oh, right. I'm not. That's right. I'm gonna be on the road. All right. Well, this is really <laughs> yeah. awkward. Yeah.
2: <laughs> She's like, you're done. We're done with Rue. Get out.
3: You're not even gonna be here today. Don't <laughs> okay. worry about it. It's We're fine. Irritable <laughs> problems on on gun. Money.
4: <laughs> Just Sorry, air not, it out. It's <laughs> okay. At least now I know what to get you, so that works out really well.
2: Show nope. us on the goat gun where Sven hurt you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Just the tip. Oh,
2: oh. oh, speaking of, oh, you can they've got replaceable muzzle devices, simulated suppressors, uh, the normal flash hiders, all kinds of stuff that you can screw on and off.
1: Yeah, they're pretty cool. If you guys are interested in getting yours, go to goatguns.com. Okay.
4: We probably will, because I was, I picked at them a while ago, too, when I first heard you talk about them, or you had posted on that about them, and so I looked them up then as well, and I was like, these are actually kind of cool. And
2: uh, Yeah, they're fun, and we we literally had a blast putting them together. Uh,
3: how long have they been around? Do you know, a couple of years or just mm-hmm. is this is a pretty new company?
1: I think it's fairly new, but I don't, I really don't know too much about the company. Okay. Yeah. I w- I think that they're fairly new, but again, I don't.
2: Yeah. I, well, they're at least new in our market. I think they're made in. Another country, maybe. Yeah,
1: they seemed so. I will say uh, there were two AKs that we received, and there were the springs were missing, which I actually had talked to Hank Strange about, and he's the one that introduced us to goat guns, and he said that he you, uh, he just took out a spring out of the pen, and oh, no. he used sure. that, and I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. But the AKs, in my opinion, were a little flimsy, but everything else, uh, they were, you know, they were for the for the price, they were pretty well made
2: yeah oh cool. totally agree and i dig them
1: all right well since Lacey's not here sean
2: all right i got i got this i'll show you what hooked on phonics did for me all
1: right cool uh, ready for this can so, you read
2: uh, well i don't know i've actually got a, your phone's in and i've got someone reading them to me and i'll just repeat what they say
1: okay perfect uh, ready
2: f- first off ava is telling me in my ear to say that please leave us itunes reviews Uh, Because it helps people find the show. And it helps people know that this is the right show for them. When they read your reviews, they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. These people seem to like it. So uh, please leave us reviews. Facebook, iTunes, whatever. The first review is from Wendy Domi. Five stars. Says, listen up. Love the show. Always a great topic. Smiley face. If you aren't listening, you really should be. Exclamation point.
1: That's cool.
3: Double exclamation point.
2: Double even. Yeah. It's like a double rainbow. I was like, what does it mean? (laughs) All right. Next review from Yosarian497, five stars, uh, titled Poundtown.
1: Mm, I like the title.
2: Enjoying the podcast more. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to future episodes. The, the title set me up for a review that I never got. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he wanted to take us to Poundtown, but just never did. I was
1: expecting yeah. more Poundtown. I was definitely, yeah. but that's like the story of my life.
2: Mo Crawler, five stars. Excellent podcast, was great guests and hilarious hosts. I've listened to every podcast and all of them have been great. The prank calls always leave me laughing and the guests are fun and informative. Sean does the most ever of anybody that ever could be no, it doesn't. It
1: says Sean does his small, small as in capital letters, part. But Ava and Lacey are the true anchors of the show. Keep up the great work.
2: Look, I'm just repeating what is told to me in my earpiece. Okay. I can't help it. That's that real cute. They're obviously Sean fans.
1: All right, guys. So if you can't get enough of us... Um, go to gunfunny.com we're Uh, on Facebook excuse me I'm supposed to play music music here yeah but you weren't
2: okay well
4: Sean do your small part then
1: yeah Yeah, go ahead take it away now
2: oh I'll take it away All right, cool well if you want to keep up with us you can keep up with us on social media we're on YouTube Instagram YouTube iTunes iHeartRadio Twitter all the cool places that you can find it but also on our website gunfunny.com or firearmsradio.tv which has all the firearms radio network shows including gunfunny um Ava, why, you why don't you, you take it find them on Tinder too if you keep looking. <laughs> I know. You never know. Yeah. Ava, what's the next part to talk about?
1: Well, if you can't get enough of us even after you've visited us on all of those sites, <laughs> you could go and become a Patreon. <laughs> and that basically gives you access to our Patreon only Facebook page where we're always just kind of BSing in there with a bunch of other like-minded people. Um, we also have a, uh, a new giveaway. Uh, we teamed up with Pack and one of our Patreons and one of our listeners, they are each going to win a Pack. Uh, unlike drawing a random name like we usually do, which is getting kind of boring for us, we decided that we're going to up it up a little bit. Sean, why don't you explain what this is?
2: All right, so basically, using your best comedic voice accent, whatever it happens to be, we want you to read the Second Amendment, or at least the, the, the first stanza of the Second Amendment. And I'll, I'll demonstrate right here, if you guys just want to pick a character, do we want to do like Balthazar, Ricardo, Ricardo. Malcolm? Ricardo. Can, can, do ri- Ricardo. Okay, Ricardo. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms essay shall not be infringed, Capron.
1: That's cool. So well so what you have to do is a videotape yourself doing this, send it to us. You could submit it via Facebook or tag us on Instagram. Just do hashtag gun funny giveaway. Uh, all submissions have to be in by June 1st, and then we're going to pick a winner or two winners anyways.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and not in the way that Savage picks winners. We're actually going to pick them, not our nose.
1: Yep, exactly. Sweet.
2: Yeah, should be fun. Hashtag gun funny giveaway. And we can't wait to see what you guys come up with. We'll post them. They'll be hilarious. We'll laugh will cry. It'll be amazing.
1: Yep. And then also, I wanted to say thank you to our $25 Patreons, which is Corbin Bonafide and Adam Balzer uh, from Charger Arms. Uh King of the Patreon is still Cooper Custom Kydex. He would like us to say that he's always affordable. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Always affordable options. <laughs>
2: he's always affordable. That's what I heard. It's he's cheap. Too, apparently,
1: he's He's uh, a <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's uh, the Jew deal, is what I'm going to say. So, always affordable options, always quality made. Use coupon code GUNFUNNY2018 for 15% off any of his Kydex holsters. And that is uh, Cooper Custom Kydex.
2: Yep. King of the Patreons, you can become the king too. Put your message, your ad, whatever corny stuff you want us to say as well. Just go to patreon.com slash gunfunny, become a Patreon, and outbid Cooper Custom Kydex, and we'll see we'll see where it goes from there. I think uh, I think we're ready to wrap it up now. Yep. Should I play the music? Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. We'll talk to you guys next time. Sven, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll we'll talk Thanks to you soon, and us. probably yep. see you even sooner. All right. Here we go. Bye, guys. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call. Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny
0: forward slash contact.
1: Sean just had to run to the restroom. I'm thinking either that, or he got really hangry.
3: I guess it doesn't really matter, but huh kind of your
4: image totally locked up, and it's
1: really I know, creepy. I know. I was thinking that too. <laughs> like mid-show, I kind of started cracking up because of it.
3: Okay, I had a usually. I, if it's weird to see myself on the, so I put a post-it note over it, so I didn't even notice. So,
1: Strange. oh yeah, I know. Um, I know when I was on like we like shooting. I feel like I constantly got distracted because I would look to see, like, how am I looking? Like, am I slouching? Do I have, like, an ugly face on right now? Right. So I kind of hate that. That's why one of the reasons why we also did away with video, because not a lot of people watch the videos. It's yeah. all, you know, via iTunes, stuff like that. So. Here's
4: uh, Sven, say something. I'm going to show you
3: how creepy it is. Sven, say something.
4: Perfect. <laughs>
3: i can see it i mean i took the post-it note off
4: <laughs> yeah, but you're not seeing it like as giant as i'm seeing it it's
1: not as big yo
3: <laughs> as
4: <later>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for my phone going off i was not expecting that
1: no it's no big deal
3: Kristen, come on professionalism
4: right i'm awful.